Hi, everyone, and welcome to Talking Tribal, the show that comes on when the torches go out. If you haven't watched this week's episode, then you might want to take a pause and make sure you catch up on Template right now because, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about everything that went down. I'm James Matheson, Survivor fanatic, and I'm joined this week, as I am every week, on the couch by the king of the jungle, Luke Toki. We're back again. We're yes, All-Stars. It's happening. We are here. We are finally here. Mm. I want to jump on this couch and do a little dance because yeah. I'm happy. All right, settle down, Tom Cruise. All right, all right. We've got a big night ahead because there's a lot to discuss. I mean, it's early days, but already some of those players are coming out really hard. Yeah, look, um, you know, this is what I wanted to see. You know, I wanted to see people kind of move. I wanted to see advantages getting thrown around just to mix it up straight away. So I'm happy. Mm. No, it's a brand new season, but there's plenty of old grudges there and some of them have come to the fore real quick. We talked about it. We, we said that there could be some revenge, you know, plays happening and we've seen it. So, yeah, it's good. It's good. Now, uh, we, we'll, we'll get to some of the specifics of the revenge, but uh, let's have a look back at the very first week of Australian Survivor All-Stars. Day one in Fiji, and it feels like a family reunion. Welcome to Australian Survivor All-Stars. The Survivor All-Stars are split into two tribes, yellow, Vakama, and green, Makuta. And they're given a challenge which comes with a huge reward. You are playing for completely built shelter. During the challenge, a game-changing idol clue is discovered by Henry and Matt. Vakama takes the win, and it's revealed that the idol is hidden behind the Tribal Council torches. But there's a catch. It can only be used for the first three Tribal Councils. The thought of throwing a challenge makes my blood boil, but knowing that there's an idol at Tribal Council, let's just say I won't mind losing. But it's Matt's team, Vakama, who end up winning the first immunity challenge and opening the door for Lydia to make a long-awaited move. I've got a score to settle tonight. I'm super excited that I can take out my revenge on Shane. It's not hard to get the numbers. And Shane, the winner of Australian Survivor 2018, is the first person voted out. Shane, the tribe has spoken. They have indeed. The night's over for everyone but Henry, who pockets the hidden idol. The next day, Vakima continues their winning streak and takes out the rewards challenge. Phoebe and Lockie take a few practical things to share with the team and a secret food item for a select few. We want to share the cookies with myself, obviously, and Lockie, as well as Brooke, Flick, David, AK and Daisy. It doesn't take long for the newly founded Cookie Alliance to claim its first scalp. After losing the immunity challenge, they moved to vote out Survivor 2017 winner, Jericho. First time for everything, right? <laughs> See you guys, enjoy the ride. The Cookie Alliance have had a big win, but it's not all harmonious. I want to get Daisy out and I would like her to be blindsided. And I think there's one person in this tribe who can help me do that. Matt and David decide to secretly work together and in a nighttime conference agree to terms. Vakama lose the immunity challenge and Matt gets the idol from Henry, but the exchange doesn't go unnoticed. I am 100% certain that Henry gave Matt an immunity idol at the challenge today. That's a worry for my alliance. This triggers an idol searching frenzy, which pays off for the Cookie Alliance. I got big plans for this tribal tonight. 
I want Brooke to think I'm her number one ally. I want her to think I'm scared of going home. And I want Matt to plant those seeds so that she'll play it for me at a tribal tonight. David warns Matt that the Cookie Alliance are coming after Jackie, not Mo, as they've been telling him. Which sets the scene for a very dramatic tribal council. If anyone has a hidden immunity idol and you want to play it, now will be the time to do so. Well, as much as my kids loved the last one I took home, I think I'm going to play this one. Playing this for yourself? No, no, I won't, actually. I'll uh, play it for Jackie. You're going to play this for Jackie? Yeah. David's nervous act pays off. The hidden immunity idol is played by the Cookie Alliance and Daisy is the third person voted off the island. Daisy, need to bring me a torch. Yeah, it's a massive first week on Australian Survivor All-Stars. Three big players gone really, really early. We're going to break down what happened this week with Luke and, of course, our special guest, Shannon Gus, podcaster extraordinaire and, I guess, the biggest superfan in the country. How are you going? Welcome to Talking Tribal. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be back with these All-Stars, but, Luke, I'm so sorry... For your loss this week, you have too many friends on the season. One uh, of them was bound to go. Yeah, but Jericho is like, you know, my boy, you know, I want to see him go deep. Uh, do you think Jericho was always at risk being a winner? You know, you're going to have a target on your back. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. The first two people out of the game are the winners. I feel like that was very much going to happen. We've seen the precedent in the first American All-Stars. The winners were targeted early. Tina was the first boot there. The older woman winner, very much the Shane Gould of the season. So... Winners are threats because they're good enough to win. There's tall poppy syndrome. It makes sense they'd be targeted. But it wasn't just about tall poppy syndrome, wasn't it? Lydia wanted vengeance and she wanted it early. Yeah, look, uh, <clears throat> Lydia did the right thing. She, she got her target and she also did it without actually becoming a target. And that's exactly what Harry nearly fell to if, if Henry was able to pull those votes. And I'm telling you, Henry can pull votes when it, when it comes to time. So that's why I was um, super surprised. Ha- Harry would have been spewing his, names came, his name came up so uh, early. How important is that when you know who you want to get out but making sure that you don't become a target yourself? Is there a different way of doing it and there are uh, ways that can be more successful than others? Well, look, you know, you want to be able to make sure that people know that you wanted them out. Uh, so later on down the track, if you get to the end game, you can say, well, I actually wanted that move. So you can't sit there and say I didn't claim it or it's not part of, you know, my strategy to get that person. I wanted revenge. People need to know you want a revenge, but you need to make sure that you're not the full man. Or if you are, you need to be able to be able to slide out of it. Yeah, it was great for Lydia to be able to be able to vo- vocal on that vote with her confessionals and also sit in the back seat. But it wasn't just Shane who went home because of a grudge. You know, Daisy goes home because of a grudge. Should those guys have known that they were in trouble and played a little bit differently coming into this game? I mean, that's such a hard thing to mitigate. Why why did David have a grudge against Daisy? Didn't you guys (laughs) think Daisy was going home when David did? Felt a little petty. (laughs) Why didn't David have a grudge against Jericho? (laughs) Like, they're my two... They're They're fighting to be your best friend. That's why I think you targeted him. Well, David is now your best friend. He won the battle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, that's it, eh? Jericho, you didn't even make it that far. But look, um, that was a hard one to watch. With moving forward with um, Daisy, it might have not played out how David and me got blindsided. But Daisy, she she did a last little knife dig at the end where the votes were going on David, pulls us aside, has this pretend, oh, is it me, is it me, is it me? 
blindsides us. Mm -hmm. So that's why that revenge uh, was, yeah, that's why David wanted it back. But she must have been shocked because she's been in his alliance for the first two episodes, mm. three episodes, you know, until she goes home. She mm. thinks they're working together with yep. these old bonds and he's, like, scheming behind her back. That must have been really shocking. Do you know what? Yep. She, but, you know, it's not just shocking for her. It has to be shocking for that whole seven. That's, like, surely whoever's in that seven must have to take a wake-up call out of that and go, what the hell just happened? I got blindsided. It was just lucky it was Daisy and not my head on the chopping board. Yeah, but also what it's done is it's destabilised that entire alliance. Now they're thinking somebody obviously leaked and that's not going to be a great position for David to be in, surely. Do you think he's made the correct move? It's about how well, you know, Matt can sell that it just was obvious that it was Jackie based on the fact that he was so obviously getting Mo as the name. But Dave, and you've played with him, has this uncanny ability mm. to wiggle out of situations he absolutely shouldn't. Mm. Um, I don't really agree with the logic of revenge on an ally for a past grudge. I don't see the reasoning there. But in the execution, I mean, he got it done. He does have an extra secret ally in Matt. Um, people might not know that he was the one who did that. He does have all his other allies there. He got Brooke to flush her idol and play it on him. Like, you cannot argue with the incredible results. Yeah, you gotta, you got to understand now he's got... He has a connection where the Godfather would be the top of his crew, he's the top of his crew, mm -hmm. and there are two bosses sitting on either side. In and secret. you would never sit there and think Tarzan's going to join up with Lockie and they're going to join up to get them two out. So they get to sit on top now, like two thrones, and work their magic. How important is that, that it is secret? When people don't know that you have a close bond or an alliance, it means that you can manipulate both sides pretty effectively. I love it. And it's probably so hard to pull <laughs> off. And I'm loving what we're seeing here with that cross-alliance alliance, David and Matt, and then a cross-tribal alliance in Henry and Matt. Yeah. And I find it so interesting that the three that are doing that are the three who got voted out with idols in their pocket. These are the big game, risk-taking players who are going to think outside the box, not look at what's right in front of them and make some alternate, alternative moves. It's amazing. It's the best time to make moves is right at the start of the game when everyone wants to play safe. You sit there and make moves then you can sit there and take control of a good whack of the game. Matt's pretty uncanny in his ability to sort of weasel out of tight spots. I mean, he could have been picked off just one at a time if they're in the minority alliance there, but he's managed to get his hands on an idol, form relationships, as you say, across tribes and across alliances. You'd have to be thinking he might be the guy to get rid of, knowing his past. Yeah, look... I don't think right now is the right time to get rid of Matt. He's such a strong competitor. And if you don't want to go to tribal, you're going to keep him around. Yeah, he's OK. He's, he's on the top, would you say, of the, the alliance, which is a smaller state. I think we had a discussion how we think that play could have moved and, and, and went. Luke and I disagree about if Matt and made something. the right move. I think he's made the right move, but I also think he could have made... He could have... Not knowing you were in, the, um, in your alliance, you're, you have a small alliance, you're looking after that alliance, you have a big alliance, someone comes out that and tells you some information to help you, you use that for your benefit, but then you throw him under the bus. So throwing David under the bus to Daisy and saying Daisy was the one, not getting Daisy out, getting someone else, and then telling Daisy they wanted you out. I pulled it on someone else, come over to us, you create a 5-5, five, five, and then the next tribal council is, is open slather. But what um, Matt's done, he's now got an ally yeah. for oh, completely. in this game. Yeah, completely. But is and that, a powerful is, ally. Mm, yeah, Dave very is, powerful. Yeah, the most that. powerful person in the game, I would say. Yeah. So that I totally see what you're saying, yeah. and in terms of, like, the short-term numbers short -term. game... 
5-5 looks really good. Mm. But with Dave on your side, I think he's sitting quite pretty. Yeah. And maybe his other allies will go, but he's going to get to that next phase of the game if Dave kind of secretly yeah. takes him under his wing and they have, like, their, their side Completely. Thing. So, oh, I mean, it's still positive, positive. Believe hard for the I'm Godfather. I'm just looking at positive, positive, positive. Yeah, well, it's hard for the Godfather, I'm sure, to take instruction from anyone. You know, having yeah. watched him play the last time, he tries to really take charge, and mm. he did what Dave wanted him to do. But so early on, I think you, he's made a powerful friend um, for possibly, you know, quite a bit of time in the game. Luke, how hard is it actually in the game to have a relationship that is secret from other people in the tribe? Huge, huge. It is the, one of those main reasons because even if they're in another alliance and you've got that relationship, they will try their best to keep those votes off you. So David will try to keep the votes off Matt. Matt will keep the votes off David. Honky dory, they move forward while everyone's staying solid to us. Nice little seven, realise. Yeah, but how hard is it to actually do it? Oh, to keep secrets a secret, must be real difficult. When everyone's asleep, you need to you need to tap on the feet, and that's what Dave's the best at. And that's feet what, tapping. Well, yeah, I got a couple taps. I'll tap it in. It's it's night moves. So what I say is, you cannot go to sleep in this game. You need to lay down and watch who's getting up and walking off. And if you think they're walking off to sit there and talk about, I don't know how to make a nice cookie recipe at two in the morning. They're not. They're working together, and you need to work on that. So, yeah, night move, maybe 24 hours. But I think it shows that elevated gameplay. Mm. Like, the, the players that are hustling that hard 24-7, because if I looked at that minority alliance, not to say anything truly negative about, you know, what Jackie and Tarzan and Mo were doing, but it kind of felt like they were kind of laying down without many options, whereas Matt found that, you know, that other avenue and he made that connection with Dave in secret and he also had that cross-tribal alliance with Henry. So he found other avenues mm. and I think the truly great players, which I believe Matt mm. to be strategically, can find those other pathways that others can't. We talked about the Matt and Dave now tight now, but Jackie, she's now indebted mm. to Matt, you know. She, yeah. Her head was on the chopping block. So he, he's got these people sort of in his pocket in a few different ways. He's doing really well. Yeah. Um, now, you're smashing our cookies, yeah. but we've got a little cookie jar here. But how important was it to build up an alliance using the, the cookies? I mean, it worked out pretty well as a little gesture that's turned into something much bigger. Yeah. Look, uh, over food, I think that's why they do these rewards where you're all starving and four people go that are on four different pages, all sit down, have a feed, have a drink. Let's make an alliance. Um, and, and it's perfect early in the game. They've been starving. They haven't eaten. So they did, what, two, two and a half days without food because they couldn't start a fire. I've done that, and I'm telling you, it ain't pretty. <laughs> this is the thing. I often watch when they have reward challenges, and I'm like, no, don't take the lollies. Don't take the cookies, you know. Do the smart thing for your tribe. Mm. But they always seem to go for the cookies. Is that because <laughs> you just have this deep hunger on the island? Uh, yeah, especially after that time. It's just we... <laughs> If, if they played back all the footage for the whole time we're out there, 80% of it is uh, recipes, <laughs> where you like to eat, what's your favourite food, what's your favourite grandma's food. Like, that's what's on your mind. And that's why it's such a hard game, because you need to ignore the fact that there is food there 
and work on your relationships. Mate, your palate is so out of whack. You oh. told me the best chicken wings in the country at the pub across the road. You you need to have a bit more time to reacclimatise. Yeah, yeah. I'm after uh, quantity, not quality. <laughs> but beyond how, you know, cookies are delicious, of course, but beyond the actual cookie, they're a strategic tool. I mean, we saw Jericho ride a cookie all the way to the win mm. in your first season, Luke, and it was kind of beautifully ironic that he fell to the cookie alliance here and tragic. Oh. But I love this from the moral dilemma. Yeah. Standpoint, because I always say there's so much suspicion and paranoia on you when you come back from a moral dilemma. You have to be completely and entirely truthful with at least a majority of the tribe. So the fact that they could come back and talk to that seven, the young, good-looking people, I think is what, what they're calling them, and really get that whole majority to rally around them, have trust in them, not be suspicious of them, and bond with them over these cookies, mm. I think was a great strategic play from Phoebe and Lockie. Singed it up. How Perfect. do you think that alliance is going to go now, having seen Daisy, who was a pretty integral part of that group, leave? I wonder if Matt will be able to sell that he just pick the right name. I mean, it's, it's a 25% chance, and if you rule out Moho because it was so obvious, it's, it's 33%. Will they think there's a leak? Because that could crush them. That could crack them from the inside. Do you think David's sort of playing that faux worry on the night at Tribal would, might undermine some of the confidence they've got in him, that he was sort of selling a story that wasn't super believable? But he, maybe he should have been worried. I mean, Luke thinks Matt should have... Got Daisy on side, turned against mm. his relationship with Dave, and then Dave could have been in real trouble. Mm. So it's not out of line to think a huge threat like David could be worried once an idol is played by the other side. But, you know, should you ever trust Dave? Probably not. So. <laughs> well, this is what I'm trying to say with Dave is, 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 like, he is such a good player that he is telling you who to vote for when you're actually, like coming to him telling you, you've got an idol, this is our new player, give me a thing. He should be, I think, setting Dave up for his fall and using him to kind of get his numbers back. You know, that's how I would try to do it. But as I said, it's, it's information coming in, information going out. So you don't know, Dave runs to someone, tells him, and then goes, that person already knows, and then you've just kind of blown your own game up. Yeah. Um, so going to tell Daisy, that, and then Daisy could have told Daisy, you know, Dave could have told Daisy that mm. they're going to come and do this, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You, you never know. Shannon, any other alliances that have caught your eye? Maybe there's a bur some burgeoning romances even? Oh, yeah. I love that whole Bachelor sequence. Lockie should be <laughs> yeah. the actual Bachelor. If you can put in a word with Osha, mm. I think he would be really great. So the Cookie Alliance, obviously, they're the, the dominant force there. On the other tribe... I'm loving the little rascals, mm. you know, Shawnee, Nick and Harry is the dream team. Um, the fact that they could get it together and they seem so integral, you know, Henry's talking about how he wants to work with Nick as well. So they kind of seem in the centre of things there for me. Yeah, they, they love the fact that they're troublemakers, don't they? Who doesn't? Um, anyone you think from that tribe that needs to watch out or have a target on their back? I'm concerned for Henry as someone who obviously loves Zen Hen. He played such an entertaining game. And I think it's really interesting when you look at Dave and Lydia, who led votes in this in this week, um, they did it really successfully and Henry couldn't lead the vote. And I really think, like, the, the, the golden rule mm. is to read the room of what people want. Mm. You know, David could read what Matt wanted and what his allies were doing and really control the situation. Lydia could read that Shane was a perfect first boot target. And Henry could not read that people weren't on his wavelength. So it's about reading the people, having the right ingredients to make the move. Otherwise, you will not have success. Even Nick sat there and gave him the warning. Even Nick did. Don't do it. <laughs> Even Don't Nick was like, it. this is too much. And, and Henry, as I said, he gets tunnel vision. Mm. You know, he, he gun hose. But 
it can be a positive sometimes. Yeah. But it can also be a negative. Yeah, it's been a, a pretty amazing first week, just those three episodes. So much at play already. Moving on, though, a little earlier, Luke had a chance to catch up with his boy and the OG Cookie Alliance member, Eliminated Survivor Jericho, and here's what he had to say. So I'm here today with uh, one of the latest people to get kicked out the game. What's his name? <laughs> wait, up. wait. What's his name? I'm, what, Jericho? <laughs> the Cookie Monster? Nah, never heard of him. <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh, Such brother. <laughs> oh, welcome. Jericho, my man, my brother. I had you as first pick. I wanted you to take it out two-time. I wanted you to be up there with Sandra in the U.S., but what happened? What happened? Bro, you know that the cards were stacked up against me. So, um, mm. you know, like, it was supposed to happen, but I wasn't going to say no to the game. Hey, like, to yeah. be in All-Stars, bro, that was exactly what I wanted to do regardless. Did you feel like um, going into the game being a winner, brother? Mm. Did you think that, like, you would have the stacks straight away against you? Did you think that you were going to be in a disadvantage or an advantage of the game? Yeah, bro, because, like, even you knew, like, my gameplay, and that was to um, make sure that I tried to get that target out of my back, even though that everyone knew that I had won. Um, but even being mates with you, bro, like, it really <laughs> was a disadvantage because they knew that... Um, I was likable, you're likable, and the second time you played, you got real far in the game. So the likability factor was a massive disadvantage coming into the game. And I think um, people were already noticing that Jericho was making friends with these people. And anything I did, bro, like, was just wrong. Even if I was cracking a coconut, they were like, oh, how'd you do that? And then you'd hear AK going, well, duh, he, made, he was here for 55 yeah. days to learn it. So. A winner has a special way of cutting a coconut. I know, bro. Anything. <laughs> if I moved, that's the reason why he won. <laughs> Jericho like, farted, that's why he won. Yeah. <laughs> so, bro, like, oh. I couldn't do nothing. And I, I like, obviously, I was trying to find, like, that um, mate, like, you know, another Luke that I could hopefully um, get me. And, um, oh, so you're trying, to you're trying to replace me? Oh, bro. Is it, is it, <laughs> mate, you replaced me with David. So what are you talking about? <laughs> Speaking of him, that guy is dodgy. Uh, did, you, did you find that when um, Shane, um, you know, got sent packing on the first one, did you feel like, oh, there's a good chance I could be number two? Or did you think that the actual game... Um, could have shifted a little bit, like knowing that you went back to tribal straight away after Shane, the the, the previous winner, got eliminated. Yeah, obviously when um, I saw her get out, I was thinking, look, I guess me and her are on a different spectrum. She is older, so I thought in initial stages of the game, they get rid of the week for physical challenges. So I didn't feel as though that um, my um, reasoning of getting voted out was similar to hers. Um, I knew that if I could just get through the first wave of um, this initial stage of, you know, getting voted out early, um, then I'd, you know, it's going to be smooth sailing for me to get to the merge. But um, I didn't know that they were still thinking of, like, getting rid of the winners that easily. And again, like, in Survivor, there's this little rule. It's like when you have conversations with people, especially on day one, um, you want to connect with others by finding common ground. 
And it was hard for me to find common ground when people were just talking about their previous seasons and their woulda, coulda, shoulda. And it's all, you know, based on regrets and the mistakes they did. And I had to be careful with joining those conversations without sounding like, oh, well, I didn't make any mistakes. And (laughs) I I didn't make any regrets because I got got the win, you know. So um, I had to be very careful. So, um, yeah, that was my little... um, um, difficulties. I was sticking out like a sore thumb most of the time, you know? Yeah. Did you, like, it, it looked like you created a good bond with AK and Phoebe, and I felt like there was, um, you were trying to make a, um, get them to kind of vote with you. Did you feel like they were going to backstab you? Were you, did you? were you nervous at all going into Tribal Council? Um, obviously, I knew that there was this massive group that was forming as an alliance, and the only two people that I felt that could sway to my side was literally AK and Phoebe. And I know um, that I could potentially get them to come my way was because their time, um, the first time they played, AK and Phoebe were known as, you know, big game players. They love to play a higher risk, high roller. Um, and so I thought if I could present um, a way for them to, you know, make that big move and um, jump on board with us, then hopefully they would take the bait. And um, unfortunately, they didn't. Hey, I realized this was my little mistake. I came into the game thinking, look, I've got nothing to lose. I could play risky and I could uh, make big moves. What I didn't realize is that a lot of these people that are coming back for a second time, they're coming in with the idea that they didn't want to make the same mistake last time. So a lot of the times they're thinking, how am I going to play this game a little bit more reserved without you know, coming off too, um, too big of a threat? And um, that was the thing that I was, you know, I didn't even take that into consideration. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you, uh, were you surprised at how quickly the, like, the cookie alliance formed to try to target you and get you out yeah man it was it's such an irony hey eh? you know yeah. I, the first time i played i was trying to be the sneaky little bastard and um keeping these um cookies to myself and forming my own little alliance little did i know that this time around a whole entire tribe was keeping it away from me so um no that was pretty crazy i, li- I actually like it it's almost like this um legacy of the cookie um, empire came crumbling down and um, I like the way that you know what that I got eliminated um, on this episode yeah it's a, it is crazy eh? you've got like all these cookies and next minute that's what un, undoes you this time around um, did you think that you were getting targeted that night yeah to be honest to be frankly I actually thought it wasn't going to be me I thought it was going to be Moana um, but as it came to my name being, you know, um, revealed, it started to all make sense. I thought, look, they had this assumption, Moana had an idol, and if she did play it, um, then um, she would only either play it for herself or Matt. Um, And then I was third in line. And I think that was a great gameplay. They got rid of a threat. And, um, yeah, yeah, without having to, you know, put out any other... Alternatives. That's right. Mm. Did you think that David was the one that would actually target you? Because I was hoping you would join together. Oh man! And, and it just happened to be that he was the one who who uh, who went for you hard. 
Well, honestly, hey, that guy is so dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, the guy is charismatic. He's literally a charmer. Um, but what makes him actually really dangerous is that he knows that he's got these social abilities and he's thinking uh, two steps ahead. He's got the brains to do so. And uh, I knew that when he realized that we had a conversation that we weren't going to gel, he was like, look, I know how far Luke got. And if Luke is best mates with Jericho, this guy has got to go. That's probably the reason why Jericho won it is because he can make these relationships um, in a matter of seconds. And he was, you know, he was an observer. He was able to observe everyone's interactions. And um, he kind of just used that against me. And he said to people, like one by one, that because of my likability, it was the most threatening thing um, to get uh, on this tribe. So we need to get rid of that. And people were blind to that. And people were, you know, convinced to think that that was the biggest threat. When, in fact, he was the one actually making the power move. And I thought that was a threat. Um, obviously, I couldn't convince anyone because everyone was spellbounded by his um, charm. Yeah, so look, you know, obviously you were surprised at, at Tribal Council to be going home, but with the emotions of you actually having to try to vote out these guys, yeah, I know you you could be pretty ruthless, but were you actually quite emotional to think, well, I do actually need to write down someone's name and I do need to ruin someone's uh, game here and, and send them packing when there's so much on the line? Yeah, well, it's funny because I'm coming into the game with nothing to lose, so... I was wanting to have fun with it and I couldn't care less who I got rid of because if it, if it was not me, that means I was thinking, man, I just disrupted someone's Still game. Still savage. And you know Still what? Like, <laughs> but there's a game. You, 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 I, love to, I love to make sure that, um, that I had something that I could um, take part in and if it was to get rid of someone before you know, a winner, that would have been so cool to watch. Um, obviously, it didn't happen. Um, these guys are great players and that's why they're considered all-stars. All right, so you survived that vote, all right? What, what's your next step? What were you going to plan? Like, who would you have planned to try to get out and move? Say I got AK and Phoebe on my side, I would have reshuffled my gameplay and I would have wanted to get in with the likes of, um, you know, Phoebe, AK, and Flick, and hopefully Brooke. Um, I want to make sure that I was on the good side. They were people that actually wanted to work with me, and I wasn't willing to get rid of that straight away just because I voted with a certain group on the initial stages. Um, it's all about making sure you can maneuver around um, different players and um, hopefully get to the merge. That was, that was my plan. Do you feel like any uh, player would regret not saving you? Um, I actually um, wish that Phoebe and uh, AK, well, that's obviously, this is my perspective. <laughs> it would have been great for me if they went on my end. But, um, you know, they're still in the game because of their decision. But had they chosen to go on my end, I reckon that um, it would have been a lot more mutual and we would have been able to, you know, I think no one would have been... Um, one up each other. I think everyone would have been in the same playing field. Um, and that was what I could have offered to them. And I told them that, you know, because I got in fighter then, I, was, I wanted to be able to say, use this as an advantage. Instead of getting rid of 
me and thinking, yeah, let's just get rid of him. He knows how to play the game, the, play the game and get to the end. Um, look at it as an opportunity and saying, hey, we know how this guy can get to the end. I wonder if he can help us get us there um, and then get rid of him later on, you know? So now, now obviously, you've, you know, you've now been voted out. But the good thing is you did beat Shane by one extra day. <laughs> so, yeah, boy. So what, any, any sides of the gameplay that you were planning on doing this time? Like, you know, were you planning on doing some creeping? Were you planning on, um, you know, hiding some um, clues and doing this? Was there anything that you kind of mentally had prepared before the game that you were wanting to show in the game that we didn't get to see? You know what, I actually wanted to be in the whole Hidden Immunity Idol community because that was one thing that I never got to tick last time. So I, I wanted to find an idol and play around with it. If I had found two, I would have just, like, to be honest, chucked it away or threw it to somebody else and um, disrupted um, a whole alliance. I didn't mind um, um, screwing people's game or even people in my own alliances, but I just was never in that position to be able to um, take control. Um, and that was when I felt like, oh, this is doomed. So look, looking back at All-Stars, is there anything you would have done differently? Is there, is there anything that right now that you'd go, should have, should have, could have? Are you not going to come out? You, how are you feeling about that? Do you have this should have, could have, didn't? Yeah, the should have, could have, would have. Not, not really. uh, well, to be honest, like, I'm grateful for, you know, even being part of it. But uh, if I could have... Woulda, shoulda. <laughs> I would have um, <laughs> probably just sh like um, stayed a little bit on the uh, under the radar, just a little bit, um, just to pass through that first wave, um, and then made some movies. But I think um, it was inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> it was so inevitable. <laughs> and you yeah, know yeah, it, bro. They got you rid of the winners. It, yeah. they, they didn't want you to have any more money there, Jericho. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so who do you think right now? Uh, we'll win Survivor. You know, we'll come out on top. Like, who, who's the guys that you see as being the movers and shakers out there? Yeah. Um, so the people that voted with me on in the last Tribal Council, I think Matt Rogers is a powerhouse. I think he is someone who's a straight shooter. If someone doesn't agree with him, he's um, going to go after that person. And then on the other side, where there was, you know, the majority that got rid of me, um, I honestly believe Lockie um, and David were the two um, prominent players that got rid of me, um, with the exception, of obviously, AK, who is also making his own moves. And I think he stands on his own. Um, and, you know, I will even throw out Phoebe. Um, Phoebe um, was, although she, um, um, you know, was quite emotional in the first few days, I think once she gets um, on her own two feet, she'll be able to make really crazy moves. And uh, look, last but those, the cookies, they won you the game. And now they've yeah, lost you the game. So <laughs> I want to know if there's any hard feelings to the cookies. <laughs> Um, oh, mate, yeah, I think I just got to the point where um, I, had, I had too many cookies in my jar. And, well, yeah. you know, my brother, I, uh, I had you as my first pick on my, um, my, my triangle of, of winning, and 
You, you've lost straight away, bro. Like, straight away. Bro, get out of me, here. You suck, bro. Bro. <laughs> Talk uh, to me when you've won one of these seasons, <laughs> mate. Nah, nah. Oi, much love, Cookie Monster, brother. Hopefully you get another shot at some stage down the track. And uh, hopefully uh, you get to play with me one time and you get to whip me like a reindeer. Because maybe if you had a reindeer, <laughs> you would have won it again. Yeah. You know oh, shit, brother. Honestly, it would have been so sick if... I actually was so gutted you were in the... I was like, cool, bro. It would have been so cool. It would have been the duo. That would have been the ultimate uh, duo. But, you know... It happens. It is what it is, man. Like, you can't, you win some, you lose yeah. some. And, obviously, this wasn't my time to shine again. Um, you got to share it around, Exactly. Hey? you got to share so. it around. All right, it's almost time for us to go. But first, we're going to award the trophy for biggest move of the week. Luke... What caught your eye? Who should get it this week? It's nice and easy for me. The Golden God! I think it's the Silver Prince, actually. Yeah, I love Dave. Yeah, I'm giving it to Dave. I think he's played incredible right from the get-go. What do you reckon, Shannon? Hard to argue with. Have to agree with Dave. I mean, the resume from this week alone, he was the one targeting Jericho so that he could be Luke's best friend forever, and he earned that. And then to make the connection with Matt, to get his target Daisy out, and to get... Brooke to flush the idol, which he wanted her to do, and play it on him is just some incredible manipulation. I don't really agree with the logic, but I will never argue with the results. Yeah, it was a pretty great moment. I mean, for me, I had a bit of a revenge bone over Lydia taking out Shane, because mm. vengeance, it's one of the key components <laughs> of Survivor. And she must have been sleeping on that for a while. <laughs> it's that would been have over felt a year. real good. <laughs> so you think seeing Lydia put a knife in an old lady's back is, the, is your favourite move of the week? Yeah, I'm a cop. Killer, man. <laughs> Keep watching those Survivor Monday, Tuesday and Wednesdays at 7.30 on 10. And, of course, we're going to be talking tribal from now on, on 10 Play and on your socials and, of course, in your ear via the podcast. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks, Luke. We'll see you next week. Hey, Husey here. You can't get enough of Husey. We have a problem. Channel 10's hit show. Well, now there's more to get. We've got a podcast. Find it at your favourite podcast app.